talking about Pittsburgh today, talking about a Target that was announced in the Bay Area was closing. Not Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, but Pittsburgh, California. It's about a half an hour north and east, slightly north, but mainly east of the Bay Area. Well, it, its big thing was we want to keep Target, so we're going to throw in a police station and a training center across the street. I mean, we're just going to have cops all up inside this this Target. And you know what Target officials said? No, we're pulling out. Here's why. And what was the reasoning for it? Oh, you're going to have to stay tuned. We're going to get into that. It's a little bit of a unique scenario, but it also applies to all these other targets, but this one specifically more because they're basically going to have a you know police department right on top of the store. And Target still said, next day to that, we're moving on. Let's get into it. Here we go. Here's Pittsburgh, right over here by Browns Island. It's just a little bit east of Bay Point and Shore Acres. Here's Port Chicago, uh, you know, all, all California spots that you know and love well, right? <laughs> I'm just being a jackass at this point in time because I had never heard of Pittsburgh, California. But here's San Francisco. Here's Oakland, right? So yeah, you hit the uh, the 24, go to the 680, and then you take a four, the four over. I mean, as you do, right? As you do. All right, we're going to start off with Target to close three area-based stores, and they also closed uh, stores in Portland and a couple in Seattle. And here is, uh, here's what I want to read about that. So before making the decision, Target said it had invested heavily in strategies to prevent and stop theft, such as adding more security team workers Okay, check. I saw that in the Seattle ones here. Third-party security had a bunch of store personnel and security workers in the two they're shutting down here in Seattle using third-party guard services. We saw that. And installing theft deterrence tools like locking up merchandise. Absolutely, we saw a ton of that. It's also trained store leaders and security team members to protect themselves and de-escalate potential safety issues. But it noted that despite those efforts, it continued to face fundamental challenges to operate the stores safely. And the business performance at these locations was unsustainable. Hey, we put in all the measures that we think we can, yet we've still got this going on. While the store closings account for just a fraction of the 1900 stores Target operates nationwide, the move is significant. It underscores the big challenges that retailers like Target face in reducing theft in stores as they wrestle with protecting their workers and customers while trying to serve the community, particularly low-income and minority groups who rely on the local stores for necessities. And the elderly and the underserved? Those are the people that get impacted the most because when a store closes, it's like, oh, this isn't going to be good. So Pittsburgh was working to bring police substation by Target ahead of closure due to theft, the mayor says. On Tuesday, last Tuesday, Target announced they would be closing three of their Bay Area locations next month. Location in San Francisco, one in Oakland and one in Pittsburgh. The company citing retail theft the reason. It's disappointing to hear the news today, said Pittsburgh Mayor Chanel Scales Preston. Scales Preston says this closure has come as a shock. She tells me that city has been in contact with Target over this com the company's concern and has been taking steps to try and address them. 
The problem here is that this is a societal problem. This isn't a policing problem that can be solved with more police because before the police can arrest, these people are inside their stores and they're creating massive safety issues and impacting the safety of those working there, shopping there, managing, supplying, all of those people in the food chain. Corporate target is basically saying, it's not worth us to take the risk to keep these stores going, even, even when you know you're just going to have cops up in there all day long. No, it's still not worth it to us. No, we can't wait any longer. No can do. We can't wait to see if that's going to have the right impact. We're out of here. And that's what they did. We are opening up a police substation right there in the shopping center, as well as our Contra Costa Sheriff's Department is opening up a training academy right across the street from Target, Scales Preston said. Target management said, don't care. We out of here. We're gone. Scales Preston said that police substation was meant to open in just weeks. We're so close if we just had some more time. I don't think anything would be different, right? Because by the time you make that call to 911, situation is usually over. Somebody's impacted. Somebody's got their machete out and they're, you know, in their mind, they're fighting the enemy. They're in the jungle fighting the enemy. When in fact, it's a store clerk saying, hey, is that a credit card, debit card, or how are you going to pay? For oh, you're just walking out. Did he pay for that? Did, did, did he pay for that? She said she wishes Target would have waited to see if the situation improved before deciding to leave. That's kind of like, you know, years and years and years of conflict between a husband and wife. And then the one person who, who, you know, didn't want out and the one person leaves. If we just could have worked on this a little bit longer in marriage counseling, we could have really got a handle on our problems. And the other person is like, nope, I'm out of here. I got a new boo. We're going to go there. So they're basically, you know, basically saying, nope, we're capping it. I'm setting my boundary. I no longer want to be married to you. Target is saying, we're setting our marital boundary. No longer want to be in the confines of Pittsburgh, California. Fair enough. Fair enough. We have seen a downward trend of the theft that's going on in that shopping center, said Scales Preston. Okay, but what about the violence that goes along with said shoplifting? That is what Target has has basically outlined has been significant reason for these closures. And you know what? These cities can't do much about that because we, we just don't have the mental institutions and got all these crazy drugs going on. And it creates some just psychotic incidents with people. And especially in the West coast, liberal socialist utopia cities that have gone down this criminal decriminalization of drugs and letting the jails out and you know everybody let the mental institutions go they got a bunch of nut jobs on drugs running around and target says nope we're closed and pittsburgh says ah, if we just had a scooch more time we could have made a difference target is just the latest company to close stores in the bay area recently Worrying trend, says Matt Ross, a spokesperson for Californians Against Retail and Residential Theft. It's a worrying trend. I love, it's concerning. The level of street violence is very concerning to me. You hear that and you're like, no, no, no. It, it's frightening as F, right? You might lose your life. Is that concerning? Oh, it's concerning. Uh, yeah, It's more than that, right? 
You're being chased down the street with a machete. Would you say that's concerning or scary as F? Take your pick, right? What we're doing now is not working for the stores. It's not working for the employees. It's not working for the customers, he said. Hmm. Yeah. And so then stores leave, right? Seattle, yesterday, announced Hard Rock Cafe. I I know. Did you know we had a Hard Rock Cafe? I didn't. I've never been there. I don't think. I don't care. I love Hard Rock Cafes. They're really cool. They got the, you know, the really cool paraphernalia from rock and roll. Um, and I hear the hard rock in Seattle. I'm, I'm a huge rock fan, but I don't know. Something in your own backyard, like, okay, let's, let's go to where they throw the fish. Let's go check that out. Let's go check out the gum wall again. All right. That's pretty gross. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah. Don't eat that gum. It's been up on that wall for years and years and years. It's just gross, right? The coalition works with thousands of businesses around the state, the ones saying it's not working for anybody in the system. He believes the problem of retail theft won't be fixed until there's greater accountability for those committing crimes. Hmm. Hmm. I'm going to have to ponder that. Clearly, right? Clearly. Got to throw some people in jail. We're not doing that. We're going the other way. Oh, let them go. It's all right. 45 straight felony arrests and convictions. Ah, he's a good guy. He's mostly a good guy. Had some childhood trauma. Yeah, let him go. It's fine. No bail. All good. It'll go from something that sounds innocuous, like a petty theft, and may end up leading into violence. And that's what these stores are really concerned about, Ross said. The theft relating to the violence. Because violence isn't really being, you know, held, held, those committing the violence are not being held accountable. There's no accountability for actions. So why wouldn't they do it? You know what I mean? That's that, that's what you that's what you question. Why wouldn't this happen? Back in Pittsburgh, the mayor says she worries about what Target's closure will mean for her community. As every community that has massive shoplifting and theft going on should be worried. Hey, you know what? You might end up like Chicago where you got to create your own grocery store because you ain't got none in your neighborhood, right? Ain't nothing. Remember that reference? Ain't nothing. Well, ain't nothing to buy in the Walmart in Chicago either. Especially those who rely on the store for daily items like food and medicine. Absolutely. You know what I always go to there is the elderly. Because they're just, you know, you get to that certain age in life and you're like, I need some stuff, but I don't necessarily have the ability to get there. And it's a real pain in the ass and somebody's got to take me. I always think about that, you know, for me and for my loved ones. All right. Well, if you make enough money, you can, you know, figure that out. What about all those people that can't? We've got this massive dichotomy in society of the haves and the have nots. And you really got to work your ass off to become one of the haves. So you don't become a have not, and then you can't get your food and medicine. Right? I mean, that's what we're talking about. Would love to see my community have all the amenities that any other community has because they deserve it, she said. Agreed. But when the actions of said individuals within the community create a situation where corporate says, not Pittsburgh, California, then it is what it is. There's no, there's no niceties that you're going to be able to say to get Target to come back because it's a liability issue. All right. Well, how much was the loss prevention? Don't care. They don't want to have a store clerk get murdered as somebody who's high on drugs or whacked out of their mind 
because they're whacked out of their mind and high on drugs. They don't want to have that store clerk get killed or, you know, injured or whatever. The keeping the store open, you know, the, the theft issue might be part of the problem, but the safety issue, you know, are they hiding behind that? I mean, you might say that, but look at how many incidences we are having of store clerk security within stores, you, you know, this massive tug of war that should never be happening, but it's happening because these criminals know they can go in and steal from stores all day long. And it's just, it's a free for all. Well, was it, um, the Gucci store? No, Louis Vuitton, Louis Vuitton in Walnut Creek, California, uh, north and east of San Francisco, you know, very expensive community. It had somebody drove a, uh, how would they do? They drove a Range Rover in through the front door of the Louis Vuitton. There were 15, um, people involved with this break in trying to get in and, uh, police showed up. You know, this is, this is suburban community. So they've got the cops. Police showed up in 60 seconds and basically deterred this, but you're driving a Range Rover into a Louis Vuitton store and then you just, you know, dash and grab. A little bit of, you know, large-scale bipping, right? If you haven't seen that podcast, check out that podcast. Bipping. Yeah, you get a new vocabulary here when you tune into News for Reasonable People. It's what we're doing. It stands for BIP, which is Break-In in Progress, B-I-P, right? We're just going to throw the other P-I-N-G in there, the other ping. We got bipping, and so that's what we're doing. San Francisco, Bay Area has new vocabulary for crime because that is how far we, you know, things have evolved in the whole San Fran environment down there. You've got bipping and just a bunch of other nonsense. One of my podcasts yesterday was on, uh, I said I wasn't going to refer to him as podcast. I said, yesterday I was speaking on the whole rise of the security industry. And, you know, a lot of it is happening in these really brutal, you know, parts of town. Kensington Avenue, where you've got, you know, just basically absolute lawlessness. And you had the first mini mart there, uh, Carco, I think it's called. If I mispronounce that, well, the guy's going to bring in security guards because he doesn't want to have the shenanigans go on with people robbing from his mini mart for their drug addiction. So he brings in, you know, a guy with a Kevlar vest and, uh, and an AR-15. Yeah, that should pretty much stop the shenanigans, but not everybody can afford that, right? So going back to, if you've got the money to lock down your store and make that go, you can do that. If you don't, yeah, you're kind of at the, at the mercy of whatever. Just like these stories are basically at the mercy of whatever decisions have been made within their communities to either take a tough stance on crime or no stance on crime or at the state level. You know, you've got proposition, uh, 40, 47. It is, uh, if it's under 950 bucks, it's a misdemeanor. It's not even a felony. You just, you know, 900 bucks worth of stolen goods. You're golden. You're golden because. Anything else would just be racist. <laughs> you know, that's literally what we're doing. And so then the, the end result is closed, 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 closed here in Seattle. You've got the, uh, you've got the Hard Rock Cafe closing and that one is closing. 
because it's one block away from the blade in Seattle, one of the toughest section, one block sections in the Pacific Northwest by far. And you've got everything there criminal activity wise. And you have for, you've had that for decades. It's just been like where we've just given up and said, okay, you guys do your thing here. And, but you know, restaurant chains like the Hard Rock Cafe are going to be, I don't think so. Cause what they, what they did when they, when they announced yesterday that they're closing the Hard Rock Cafe in, in Seattle is, um, we're not really going to give you a reason, but here's a hint. If, um, we, we are not opposed to having a Hard Rock Cafe in the Seattle area, but, um, we just need to, you know, we, we'd need to look at a different location because you're a block away from the blade. Most dangerous, you know, one block portion besides South, or uh, um, South Jackson or 12th Avenue, South 12th Street and Jackson Avenue South, whatever that is. Um, then that's in the international district here in Seattle. That's right there with that, that hangs, that goes toe to toe with the blade, right? And those are two different, slightly different locations in downtown Seattle, different communities, different neighborhoods. One's truly downtown, one's more international district, but you get the same stories coming out of them. I mean, you get shootings, you know, murders. Stolen goods, drugs, you name it, it can be found there. And chains like Hard Rock or and Target, the Target is, there's a Target in downtown Seattle right by the Hard Rock. It's the one where the guy stole the 70-inch TV and, you know, he was huffing and puffing, getting that TV out and had to take a break on the sidewalk. It's that one. That Target is staying open and other Targets are closing. Who knew, right? Big store versus smaller stores, you know, all stores getting rocked. That one in particular getting rocked. But, um, you know, Hard Rock Cafe, same thing as, as Target. Yeah, it's not safe. It's not worth us to take the risk, but we'd more than happy, we'd be more than happy to stay in your community. Just not right there because it is dangerous as F there. So we, we got to go. We got to go. And Target, to their credit, came right out. Their CEOs came right out and said, safety of our employees, customers, suppliers, isn't worth it to stay open in these communities. So that's what happened in Pittsburgh, California. I know you were wondering, even though they had a police training center and a new police station coming in. Uh Uh-uh. No, sorry. We know that's coming. Corporate says, no, close her up. And that's what we're doing. Thanks so much for being here. I'll catch up with you in the next one. Bye for now. (laughs) 